don't lose out on community because of your checklist. I think so often when we like look for a church or community, we're like, unless it is they agree on all of these specific issues, unless they meet at this time, unless they have this specific program or the building looks a certain way or the chairs are comfy enough. Uh, I don't want to be a part of it. Like I'm not about if they don't sing my style of worship songs like nope, no way. Uh, and so I think that's just such an easy way that we lose out on I think what the beauty is of just like having other believers to sit with and walk alongside of. When you think about Greek life, Christian faith might be the absolute last thing that comes to mind. But we not only believe that it's possible to be Greek and Christian, but also that it's the best way to experience Greek life and grow your faith. We have real, honest conversations about how to approach Greek life from a Christian perspective, including things like recruiting and pledging, drinking and drugs, sex and dating, leadership and philanthropy, and much more. This podcast is by Greeks and for Greeks. Our hosts and guests are all members of fraternities and sororities who collectively have decades worth of experience living out their faith in Greek life. Welcome to the Greek and Christian Podcast. Hello, everybody. Allison here, back for another episode of the Greek and Christian Podcast. And uh, yeah, I'm a Pi Phi alum, if you're new here. Like the intro said, all of our podcasts are by Greeks and for Greeks. Um, and so I love it. I have been working in and around Greek life. Uh, oh my gosh, how long? Almost almost 20 years being part of Greek life and working with Greek life. And it just doesn't get old for me. I love it. I think uh, Greek students are the most fun students on campus, but I am a little biased, I guess, because I am Greek. But anyway, I love hosting this podcast and we are in a new season that's all about our relationship with God. Um, and I think, you know, we've talked about this all season long for Greeks, you know, when we're so busy, how do we keep this relationship with God going in our everyday life? Um, and so again, if you've been listening to the podcast, you've heard this um, image that we've been using of getting in the chair, which is basically this idea of having this dedicated time and space uh, to spend time with God rubbing shoulders with him so that we can know him better and so that we can become more like him. Um, but, you know, we've so far we've focused this season on prayer, on scripture, really these kind of uh, practices that connect us and God one on one. And, you know, last week in our episode on scripture, I touched started to touch on this a little bit that actually prayer and scripture, you can also experience these um, practices with other people and that it's a crucial part of our faith to engage in our relationship with God, uh, with other people. Um, God never meant for our relationship uh, with him to be just private. Um, it's personal, yes, but it's not private and isolated. And actually, we see that all throughout scripture. So in uh, Genesis, the very first two chapters, uh, when God creates people, he creates man first and he says, well, it's not good for man to be alone. And so he created a partner, um, which was woman. Um, and so from the very beginning, God's design was for people to be in community together, not alone. Um, and that community is actually crucial in our relationship with him. And like I said, you see this all throughout scripture. There's 
a verse that you might recognize. It's from Proverbs 20, chapter 27. And Proverbs is what's called a wisdom book. And it's just all these um, sayings that give us wisdom um, into who God is and who he created us to be. And one of the Proverbs, Proverbs 27, verse 27 says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And I think being in a brotherhood or a sisterhood, we see that, right? That's one of the really positive things about Greek life is that being part of a sisterhood or being part of a, a brotherhood, it sharpens you. It makes you uh, better, right? It helps you grow um, in what you're gifted in. It exposes your flat sides, which means you have to rely on other people. Um, that's why we have an exec board, right? And not just like a dictatorship in your fraternity or sorority, because we know that things are better when we work as a community. Um, and so today we're going to be talking about healthy community. How do we develop a healthy community with other Christians? Um, church, how does church fall into it? You know, when we're in college, like, should we be part of a church? Um, what does God think about that? Um, and so to help us talk all about community, I've got my friend Matt joining me and Matt has been on the podcast before. I'll, I'll say, Hey, Hey Matt, welcome. Hey, Allison. Happy to be here. Yes. And so to give you a refresher on who Matt is, Matt is a Delta Upsilon alum from the University of Maryland. And uh, he is is currently a traveling consultant still. I just learned that today. I know that he, right out of college, he worked as a consultant for DU. And he is continuing on in that role, which is super fun. Um, so Matt is on staff with Greek University at the University of Maryland. He is like restarting Greek IV at the University of Maryland. And then simultaneously as a consultant for DU, he's going to be restarting his fraternities chapter at the University of Maryland. Um, and I thought Matt for this episode because uh, he's really prioritized and thought hard about community, even when he was basically couch surfing all over the U.S. Uh, while he was a consultant. So Matt, I got to ask you this, like, what's the weirdest place that you slept uh, as a traveling consultant for DU? Uh, the weirdest place, I automatically know the answer to that. Uh, it was a hotel in Kansas City. So I was driving back from Washington State all the way back to Maryland to get home for Thanksgiving. Uh, Jeez, I that's a, a long car hotel. ride. Oh, five days, and I had to get back because then day six would have been Thanksgiving. And my mother was like, you need to be back the night before. Uh, <laughs> but in Kansas City, I booked a room at a hotel. I would, never would have thought there was anything weird about it. I show up. The front door is, like, locked. You can't get in. I, like, knock, and I'm able to kind of get in. Uh, I walk in. Nobody's there. The lights are off. There's just, like, one light behind the counter. And I'm like, look, I know it's late. It's, like, 10, but this is kind of wild. And a gentleman comes from like out from like the bar area. There's a little restaurant off to the side. Uh, just comes out of the darkness. And it's just like, hey, are you here for anything? Just wearing like a hoodie and jeans. And I'm like, I don't know what I've walked into. Uh, and he's like, yeah, I can get you checked in. And I'm like, really? Are you sure? Uh, and he's like, yeah, just so you know, like, are you sure you want to stay here? And I'm like, I've never been asked that question before. Yeah, well, it's 11 o'clock at night in Kansas City. I need a room. And he's like, well, our elevator's out, and we only have one floor of all seven that we actually have rooms on. Uh, and by the way, the doors, uh, they don't lock. Like, the, the, what? they lock, but I'm the, I, like, the key card machine doesn't work. 
So I've got to walk you up the stairs and swipe you into your room. And if you leave, I have to swipe you back in. And then I get into my room and there's like extra furniture in there. Like clear, it's just like a hotel in the midst of like what clearly is like, I don't even know why you have rooms open. Just like you should be renovating the whole thing. Uh, but it was the, I like had to call a friend and be like, look, here's why I'm in Kansas City. If you don't hear from me in the morning, like, I don't know what's going on. Uh, oh but by gosh. far, that was the wildest travel or like hotel story I had over the year. That is excellent. Um, well, Matt, we're talking about community today, as I shared. And I'd love for you to tell me a little bit about how having community with other Christians has grown your relationship with God. Yeah, yeah. And kind of as you shared, I had a pretty wild post-grad experience with community, uh, just like having to find it. I've just picking up in a city and being like, yes. what in the world is going on? Uh, but I think that was one thing I was really blessed while I was still a student to really be challenged in, of like, what does it look like uh, to have community? What does it look like to walk alongside other believers? How can they kind of as you reference in that verse, like iron sharpens iron. Uh, and what is like, how does that contrast to just being alone? Uh, and so I think some of the ways that community, I think, really served me well, uh, is I think just being able to give other perspectives, uh, to be able to have other people to be able to pour into uh, and pour into me as well. I think there's something uh, refining and growing mm. about being like just being poured into. But I think there's particularly something that really is special when you're able to really, you know, use the experiences and the ways that God's moving in your life and to share those uh, and to be able to pour that back out into the lives of others. You know, we're called to be lights on a hill and not under a basket. So I think mm. part of that and part of the walk is what does it look like for me uh, to be able to connect with others, to share what God's doing. Uh, but I think also a big thing that I think often, I think we miss out on it with our community is just accountability. Like, what does it look like for me to continue to grow? Like, what are just questions I have and where are other people that I can walk through and navigate those with? Uh, but also, if it's like a season in which I'm just try like internally disconnecting, I think COVID made that all the easier. If like, oh, it's so normal to just stay home, to like to not go out. Uh, I think also community can help accountability. Like, hey, like, are you doing okay? Like, we haven't seen you in a while. Uh is there any ways that we can be pouring into and praying for you or supporting you? Uh, so I think also accountability, both in terms of like holding us to our values and growing in our walk, but also of just accountability of like being present, being engaged. Uh, I think community plays a really special role in our walk uh, cultivating. Yeah. And, you know, what were some like, let's let's talk a little bit about you in college in DU and then you, as you were traveling, couch surfing for your fraternity mm -hmm. after college, what were some like specific ways that you found good community with other Christians, both in college and after college? Yeah, I was really blessed in college. So first and foremost, just having a community of my fraternity brothers. Uh, and so that was one thing when I first got plugged in with InterVarsity and campus ministry, uh, was being challenged of like, hey, not only do I have the chance to be able to work with a staff worker for InterVarsity uh, and have consistent discipleship and spiritual conversations, but also wrestling with, hey, I'd love to be able to have community and Christian conversations and conversations about faith 
with my fraternity brothers. And so that really led to starting a Bible study in that chapter and creating that space. Uh, But then I think there was also a wrestling outside of that, of like, what does it look like to learn? I think from believers of different ages and different backgrounds and experiences to be able to come together. Uh, And so I was really blessed. Uh, In college, there was a church that was planting like right down the road in D.C. Uh, And so when I first heard about it, I was like, I'm so busy. I'm in college. I'm a student. I'll just follow along online. Uh, But it was really beautiful the way in which not only did that just become a new space in my week to be poured into, but then as my schedule opened up and I had more availability to actually be able to, to attend in person, uh, to be able to serve, to really have a chance to like live out some of the values and things that I was seeing and reading in scripture. Uh, and so, and just being able to connect with other believers and different backgrounds and experiences and see how God was moving in their lives. Uh, and so I think for me, when I graduated, like that was a big wrestling of like, oh, community has really affirmed itself. Like that's something I really enjoy and appreciate and really has helped me in my walk. Uh, but then it was like, yeah, cool. So you're moving from Maryland to Washington State on the other side of the country. You don't know anybody. Uh, so it was really when I got out there, I was like, okay, like work kind of kicks off this Monday. My supervisor's about to leave town. Sunday is my one day off. And I was like, okay, what? I just got to find a church. I was like, <laughs> I don't know if it'll be the right one. I don't know if it'll be a good one. But like, I, I know God invites us to sit in community and to be with other believers. So I'll just Google churches in Pullman, Washington, uh, and whichever one, like, is the first one on the list, I'll go to that Sunday. Uh, and so I was just blessed that I showed up to that church, and by the time, uh, it was one of the smallest churches I'd ever been to, which was such a new experience. Oh, sure. Uh, but I think at the same time, was, like, super encouraging. Like, oh, look at all these, like, young people. There's, like, 100 people in the room. But as I was walking up to find a seat, someone, uh, his name was Josh. He just looked up and like locked eyes with me. I was like, oh no, oh no, new people. He looks, and he just walked straight up to me. He's like, I've never seen you here before. Hi, my name is Josh. Like, it's really nice to meet you. Uh, And it was just so clear in that moment of God was like, look, like take comfort. I'll provide people and Hmm. provide connection. Mm-hmm. even in this totally new place. Uh, and if it wasn't for that, like that experience in that church really transformed the three or four months I was out there. Uh, I got plugged into a small group, would go to like their weekly community group and, and just serve alongside them. Uh, and it was so intimate that it was even the place that seven, eight months later after I left and I moved back home, I got a wedding invitation from my small group leader to be able to come back out and to see everyone. Uh, and it was so funny when I was out there because they were like, how do you know the bride and groom? And I was like, I was in his small group for two months. Uh, oh. But like we connected enough that yeah. he invited me back. Uh, and so it was really special just navigating that season of what does it look like? Yes. Not only have community in college, but then it's like a young adult to be like, oh, look, put yourself out there and step into a new church is very intimidating. Totally. So, yeah, some of the stuff I'm picking up from you is, you know, in college, you know, you had some ways that you were connecting with Christian community. So you were involved with campus ministry, so InterVarsity. Um, and that, it sounds like, really equipped you or helped you to start your Bible study in your fraternity, which is probably a mix of both people who were Christians and people who weren't. And I'll say this, you know, for any of you who, yep, yeah, I'm following Jesus, trying to follow Jesus in my sorority, maybe you lead a Bible study, maybe you don't. It is crucial for you to have a Christian community uh, when you are in college, not to isolate yourself from 
uh, people who don't share your views, but to actually like empower you to be able to live this whole Greek and Christian life. And Matt, that was critical for me too. So I led a Bible study in my sorority. Like I really wanted to figure out how do I walk this Greek and Christian road of, you know, being there for my sisters and, you know, being approachable, sharing my faith with those who, you know, didn't have that same uh, faith background, but then also like needing to have people who build me up and who support me as I do walk that difficult road of being a Christian in the Greek system. And so like you, I mean, I um, had my InterVarsity chapter. I had a mentor who um, actually was one of my older sorority sisters who originally started the Bible study in my sorority. And so she, you know, really mentored me and, and helped me to figure out like, okay, how do I, how do I navigate the party scene? How do I navigate these lifestyle issues? And then like you, I was also part of a local church and having that like cross generational support was really critical for me too. Um, and, you know, while we're talking about church, because you mentioned, like, I think it'd be really easy as a traveling consultant to, oh, I'm only in this area for a few months. Like, why even bother look for a church, looking for a church? I'll just watch something online. I'd love to hear from you, like, why is being part of a church important? And why do you think Greeks should even attempt to be part of a local church in college? Yeah, I think... I think not only, I think the easiest answer is just to say it's like biblical of like scripture yeah. just talks about time and time again, the importance of fellowship and community. Uh, even, even just like, I think Matthew eighteen twenty of just like for where two or more, two or three gather my name, there I am among them. Uh, so I think there's just something truly like biblical of like the way we're called to walk is alongside others and not on our own. Uh, but I think also, like, I think there's just a reality of like, it can be hard, like, like navigating our faith questions, balancing that with life uh, and just the amount of situations that come up that it's like, especially when you're newer in your faith and you're like, yeah, like want to turn to scripture. I know God provides and cares for me, but like, I don't even know where to start. Like, this is just a question. Like, these are questions or this is a situation that I don't even know, like who to turn to or like what other like have other is this other people wrestled with this is this like a normal yeah. thing uh so i think there's also something incredibly like comforting in our walk uh and community the community really provides of being able to have people i think to turn to uh not only to be able to confess of like hey like i'm really wrestling with this uh is this something you've walked through like how would you navigate this like do you know anything about this like can you turn to scripture and say uh but also just to lament i think especially mm in light of the last couple years and just how heavy like they're like just seasons of life have been uh from covid and then like just loss and family and friends and community uh of just being able to have other people to like process that with uh and to be able to have those moments of prayer and intercession uh but also just those moments of like i just need a hug like mm. <laughs> i just need like a nice meal and people to be able mm -hmm. to spend time with uh so I think there's just a lot of like, how does, what does it look like to feel support? 
supported in your faith uh, than I think often on our own. I think some of the enemy's easiest tools, isolation. Like, yeah. let me keep you to yourself, keep you in your thoughts. Uh, or it's so easy to have that internal dialogue where it's like, yeah, I know that's not true, but that's what the voice in my head is telling me over and over. Uh, and so to have people outside of that, to be able to speak wisdom and truth into your situation, uh, to be able to speak encouragement and just prayer. Uh, and especially in those seasons where like you're frustrated with God or like you just don't feel connected to have people that are willing to pray on your behalf. Like there are definitely mm-hmm. days or seasons in which it's like the last thing I want to do is talk to God. We're in a hot, like we're in a hot argument. Like I really expected him to provide or like enter into my life in this way. And he is just silent. Yeah. Uh, so being able to have other people, they can be able to intervene when even just internally, or like yeah. I'm just so frustrated or confused uh, to have other people to really support us and to be like, hey, like you might not be in a place to really want to sit and humble yourself and bring this to God. But like, let us do that for you. Uh, and mm-hmm. let us be a community that even if you're not speaking out loud and vocalizing these needs or asking him in, uh, they can do that for you. Uh, and so I think for me, that's really been uh, some of the biggest things. I think when working with students or just in- encouraging other young adults, of like why get engaged in the church? Like, I think those are some of the the clearest ways uh, outside of just like, yeah, opportunity for community and fellowship and just like fun. Uh, I think so often we just tone church down in our minds to Sunday. I'm going to have someone who's way older than me, like speak at me like class. Uh, but I think there's so much about just like the beauty of church and what is church that we lose sight of and just like simplifying it down to like a Sunday sermon uh, mm-hmm. that I think if we really like looked at, we're like, oh, that's just a beautiful way to like live life to be able to celebrate, uh, mm-hmm. to be able to just like spend time, not even in the word, but just alongside other believers living life and experience all of God's creation. Uh, that I think just makes church just a really special way to be able to support us in our walk, but also just to serve us as individuals and people. Absolutely. Ugh. And I just, as I'm hearing you talk about this, I'm just thinking about, I have so many stories of the way that uh, because people know me, at my church, the ways that they've blessed me, helped point me to Jesus, um, helped me stay walking in hope and faith and working through my doubts. I wish we could just sit here and tell all these stories together, <laughs> you know, have the time. That could be a whole podcast episode in and of itself. It really could be. And, you know, this is not to say that the church is perfect. Like I've had my share of disappointments and hurts in the church before. Uh, But you know, that's what being in relationship is like in this world that is still filled with sin. Um, And so some of committing to the church is real or committing to Christian community in general is that we have to realize like, okay, it's still going to be imperfect. Like I am, imperfect. I am a work in progress of God working on me and refining him and making me more like him. And that's true for other people. And, you know, when we bump up against each other, my pastor uses this this analogy of like, okay, when I bump up against another person, what's going to slash out all over them? (laughs) And so it's inevitable that if when you're in community, you know, some of our past issues, some of our like grumpiness, some of our disillusionment, that's going to slosh out on other people, but also some of the good stuff, right? Like the ways that we've experienced joy and healing, that's also going to slosh out, impact other people. And so I think we have to hold that intention that you will experience disappointment in church. That doesn't mean that 
you need to just quit community altogether and find something else. You know, it's kind of working through that of, you know, how do I stay committed to a Christian community when, yes, there's great joy, but there can also be deep hurt. But another podcast completely. I mean, gosh, Matt, as I'm recording this with you, I'm like, oh my gosh, maybe I should have split this up into multiple episodes. Um, (laughs) But we've talked about a few things so far with community. Let me just sum up for us, right? We've talked about campus Christian fellowship. We've talked about peers who are Christians who can support you. We've talked about the value of mentorship, um, having an older Christian who can come alongside you and walk with you. And then we've talked about pursuing community in a local church. Um, And so as we go from here, from this episode, you know, what is one really practical way that you want our audience uh, to engage with community this week? I think one practical way... I'd say I have like one practical way and I think one really good piece of advice that was really helpful to me. Uh, so I think when it comes to a practical way is I think just even taking like, like go through your phone, open up your text messages, just find like that one person that you know and just admire and respect their walk with God. Uh, and just say like, hey, do you want to get together? Like, can we grab like a, a slice of pizza? Can we go get coffee? You want to go on a walk? Well, first just make the space, like just spend time with other believers. Uh, so I think that would be my like invitation or just practical. Like here's an easy way to cultivate community is mm. like, Spend time with community, like make that invitation to get together. Uh, But I think my like word of advice or like word of warning, I think especially to like a lot of young adults, kind of like you said, like I think it's really easy to look at the the broad church and see so many examples of like, oh, here's examples where community went wrong and where it was like the brokenness of humanity really came out in this. Uh, but I think at the same time, I think that it makes it all the easier for us to say, well, I don't want to be a part of a community or like join unless it checks off all my boxes. Mm. Uh, and I would I would just give the word of warning of like, don't lose out on community because of your checklist. I think so oh, often yeah. when we like look for a church or community, we're like, unless it is they agree on all of these specific issues unless they meet at this time, unless they have this specific program or the building looks a certain way or the chairs are comfy enough. Uh, I don't want to be a part of it. Like I'm not about if they don't sing my style of worship songs. Mm-hmm. Like, nope, no way. Uh, and so I think that's just such an easy way that we lose out. Oh, I think what the beauty is of just like having other believers to sit with and walk alongside of, I think would be my warning for the listener out there, uh, that when they think about church or community, it feels like such a big, well, here's commitment and vulnerability. And if I'm going to open myself up to these people, let me do my due diligence in advance, uh, would be like a, like, just be open hearted. Like if you give Mm. that to God, I can at least from my experience, I can tell you any time where I was hesitant about walking through a door, uh, but I took that step of faith of like, God, I know you're inviting me into community and into fellowship. I don't want to show up or like, this is really early on a Sunday morning. Like, yeah, but I'll go. Or like, this yeah. small group feels kind of intimidating. I don't know anyone. Uh, he'll meet you there and he'll, he will provide yeah. that community and that fellowship and what you're looking for. Uh, so that'd just be my word of advice or encouragement for the listener out there. I love that. Matt, it was so fun having you share about your experiences and gosh, maybe we will do another episode in community because I'm sure you have just so many great stories of your time on the road and your time in college um, pursuing community. But hey, 
if you're listening to this podcast and you've heard some things that have provoked something in you, like, oh man, I really do want to sit down with a mentor this week. And, you know, like Matt said, pull out your phone and text that person who you admire, who's maybe a little further down in their relationship with God than you. Uh, But if you don't know someone that comes to your mind, reach out to us because we have people um, who want to come alongside you. We have Greek IV staff like Matt, like me, um, who like are mentoring people from a distance <laughs> over Zoom. And so if you go to GreekIV.org, fill out the contact card, we'll get in touch with you and help connect you with someone who will come alongside you and help you figure out this whole Greek and Christian thing. You can also uh, find us on Instagram at GreekIV, send us a DM um, to get in touch. And then just if you want more content from us, we are on TikTok as well, at Greek and Varsity. And uh, gosh, again, Matt, so great to have you on the podcast today. Uh, and we'll have another episode next week. And uh, yeah, I hope you'll join us again. The Greek and Christian podcast is produced by Greek University, a nonprofit college ministry for fraternity and sorority students. Our ultimate vision is to see every fraternity and sorority connected to a community of Greek Christians so that every Greek is just one friend away from knowing and following Jesus. To learn more, find a community on campus, or partner with us, visit greek.intervarsity.org.